So to preface my story, I just want to let you know I can, um, it's going to be a little dark, but uh, uh, out of darkness comes light. So I'm going to tell you about um, the last three days of my drunken debauchery. Uh, they got me into, uh, into my last incar bit of incarceration and also my last, uh, my last days of drinking and using since I've been clean ever since. So um, this would be May 17th, 2013. And uh, um, previous to this, I had uh, been married for 17 years. I was a pretty rising chef in the community here in Anchorage. And um, uh, I had hidden, as well as well as I thought, a pretty, uh, pretty hard alcohol habit and drug habit. And uh, in that time, I'd gotten a couple of DUIs, thought, okay, you know, it's a couple of DUIs, no big deal, you know. I, I don't, don't break any other laws, and at least in my mind. By the time it come up to those, those uh, last three days, um, the, the marriage had dissolved. Um, my, I wasn't allowed to see my son anymore because I was, cons I was just inebriated all day long and who knew where I, what I was going to be or, or how I was going to act. So um, the night of May 2017, uh, I'm sitting in an apartment with, at the time, my roommate. I've known him for quite a long time, but we were partners in, in crime for a while. And... Um, I had come to the realization that I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And I cannot, I can't stop drinking, can't stop using, can't stop messing my life up, can't stop ruining lives around me. So I don't need to be here anymore. And so he's passed out on the couch. And I'm thinking, how do I pull this off right now? <laughs> so oddly enough, I mean, when it comes to ending your life, it's kind of interesting how you decide to do it. You know, it's not one of those things where you're like, well, I'm going to plan to just go in and do this right now. It's more along the lines of, you know, how am I going to dot the T's and cross the I's before I pull this off? And um, so ironically, I found some, you know, uh, I have a decent a dark sense of humor, so the whole time I'm doing this, as bad as it sounds, I'm also giggling at myself, going, are you really going through all, doing these, thinking this way. And I'm thinking, well, it's, it's all I know at this point. So um, I grabbed a, a 44, a revolver. I grabbed my father's ashes, and I grabbed my grandfather's flag. And I go out to a car, because I'm thinking, if I do this in the car, they'll just car, pull the toe of the car, and I won't make a mess. Right? No, this, as I'm saying, I'm thinking these things in my head like this is this is good, you know. They won't have to clean up any problems. Nobody will really see anything. Um, so I get in the car. I've got these things in my lap, and I'm debating this 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 whole scenario. Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Should I do this? And how's this going to impact everybody? And 
I cock the revolver, and as I'm pulling the gun up to my head, it goes off about this far from my face. And my first thought wasn't, oh, it was the whole awe moment was, that was loud. It's all that came to my mind, and it slapped me enough to go, okay, well, I only brought one bullet with me, so if I'm going to go back in the house, I might as well just put this thing away and really, you know, what am I going to do now? You know, there's no way I'm going to sneak back out of the house to do this. Um, so I go back into the house, put everything away, but I proceed to keep drinking. Um, a few hours later, I come to the realization that I'm going to pray for the first time in my life. So I turn around and I get on the floor and I go, I don't know if, it, if I don't know what's out there, if it is real or not. But if it is, I need help. And somewhere in there, I don't know why, I said, I don't care what it is. I obviously cannot stop going to the liquor store and I can't get the rest of my life together. So I, I don't know who you are, what you are, but if there's anything, please, please, now's the time. And in this process, um, I'm, I swear, and my eyes are closed, and I'm seeing red and blue flashes. And I thought to myself, if I got to go to jail for it, fine. Keep me off the, off the streets, because something, this, this isn't getting bad. Two days later, a friend of mine calls me up. We go to Coots close down the bar. I call a cab, right? I'm like, let's, but I get so anxious and I'm so trashed that I decide to get in their car the, uh, behind the wheel. And the police lights immediately come on. And I open up the door and the police officer says, whoa, you know, hey, what are you, why are you coming? You're getting out of the car. And I said, because you're today, you're saving my life. And um, I told him I don't need to worry about taking the test and all of that. So let's just blow. Let's just go to get this over with because you are answering my prayers. And he didn't know what he was, what I was talking about at all. He gets me all the way down to the, to, to uh, intake. And he, he tells everybody, this is the nicest DUI guy I've ever run across. Please treat him well, take care of him. You know, but six weeks later, um, uh, during my incarceration, I was also lucky enough to get involved with the therapeutic courts, graduated that. I took it to the next step I've, uh, in my recovery. Um, I'm also uh, a reentry case manager. Um, uh, I have five years now working in recovery services. I have a counselor degree. And I've worked for the same people that save all these lives and these are just incredible stories and incredible people so no matter how bad it gets there's always a light